Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry and you're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you so much for joining me once again today. We will be returning to the book of Mark in just a few moments. The book of Mark in chapter number 2. Lord willing, we may even close out the second chapter. We've begun to pick up steam. We've got a little bit of momentum building here. We'll see how long we can keep that going before I allow us to get bogged down in just one or two verses again. But Mark chapter number 2, we'll look at verse number 18 is where we will start. But before we do that, let me tell you about a tool, about an opportunity that I made mention of yesterday that I meant to talk about on the program yesterday, but I did not. I'm talking about, of course, our sample booklet from Bible Tracks Incorporated. Bible Tracks Incorporated has been around for over 80 years. Many of you have heard me say this before. For over eight decades, God has used the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated to put gospel tracks around the world free of charge. Our founder, Paul Levine, started this ministry by the grace of God, and we're not planning on slowing down anytime soon, but it's very likely there, that there are many among you that are not familiar with our ministry, or you're not familiar with gospel tracts, and you're kind of peaking your ears. It's piqued your interest a little bit to uh, hear about gospel tracts being given out for free. Maybe you'd like to start using gospel tracks. Well, this sample booklet right here, it comes in a six by nine envelope that I'm holding in my hand right now. I'm going to open it up here and we're going to pull out a few of the things that are inside this sample packet. We've got about six or seven different gospel tracks as well as a little pamphlet, a little um, brochure that talks about what is a tract. And in addition to that, there is a booklet that talks all about our ministry. And if you're unfamiliar with the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated, we have a rich heritage, a goodly heritage. But today, I want to talk about one of these gospel tracts that's inside this booklet. Let me tell you about this gospel tract right here. It's called, What About Eternal Life? What about eternal life? That's a good question. Had the opportunity just last night to spend some time over at the local church pastor's house here in Lodi, California. That's where I'm coming to you today from. I'm inside a kitchen, actually. A kitchen in a missions house in Lodi, California. That's where I'm talking to you today from. But last night, had the opportunity to spend some time with some lovely folks, some church members from the local church, but they had also invited some folks from the community. Loved it. Had a grand opportunity to share some things from the Bible, but then also give a clear presentation of the gospel. And we talked about this question, what about eternal life? This gospel track that I have in my hand, it's a striking deep red color. I wouldn't characterize it as fire engine red, I don't think. It's kind of almost deeper than that. But on the front, it has these words, heaven and hell. And then that question, what about eternal life? And this gospel tract right here dives immediately into scripture. One thing I love about our gospel tracts is that they have, they're just chock full of scripture. The word is what makes all the difference. The power of the gospel is in the word and not the worker. I'd encourage you, if you would, to go to BibleTracksInc.org. Maybe you'd like some of this gospel tract right off the bat. Or maybe, just maybe, you'd like to go order our sample booklet. Most of our sample booklets, we kind of switch out some of the gospel tracks inside them every once in a while. 
but it's likely you would get the sample booklet that has this gospel tract in it. It's got five or six others we'll talk about throughout the remainder of this week. But we're in the book of Mark. Would you turn there with me? The book of Mark. Oh, if you're looking to get our gospel tracts, again, the website is BibleTractsInc.org. That's BibleTractsInc.org. Now, we're in the book of Mark, chapter number 2 and verse number 18. We're going to read from verse number 18 down through the end of the chapter. Can you believe it? We'll see if we can make it all the way there. Mark, chapter 2, verse number 18. The Bible says this. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. Now, realize this. These are some uh, scribes and Pharisees that are, uh, that are questioning Jesus. They're, they're bothering. They're harassing Jesus a little bit. We jump right into the middle of this thought. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. This is Jesus prophesying, if you will, of a time to come in about three years or so when he shall be taken away. Verse number 21, Jesus continues, No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled. But the bottles will be marred, but new wine must be put into new bottles." You say there's a complete thought that we're going to continue on here. We're going to take these, uh, let's see, 11 verses or so all together and bring one practical application thought. Verse number 23, And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. Now these disciples sound like men after my own heart, or should I say my own stomach. They got a little hungry, and so they decided to, uh, they had ears of corn right beside them, and so they figured, walking through, I'm just going to snatch a to-go bag. I'm going to get some fast food. Uh, it was to-go. Verse number 25, oh, verse 24, and the Pharisees said unto him, it's amazing how much these guys were watching, how they were looking for problems. Behold, the Pharisees said, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? Verse 25, and he said unto them, have ye never read what David did when he had need and was in hunger, he and they that were with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and gave also to them that were with him. And he said unto him, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath." Now, there's a lot to unpack here. We, we, we've got too much to cover in about six minutes that we have left. But just think about this for a moment. You may recall King David. He was uh, running, and he was, I believe, running from King Saul, if I recall correctly. And he was on a mission, and he went to the, to, into, the, uh, into the, the priest's area and actually went over a line. Jesus actually alludes to that here. He ate of the showbread that was only supposed to be eaten by the priests. 
Now, we're not just going to take that thought in a vacuum. We're also going to back up to where Jesus talks about how the, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them. As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast in verse number 19. Here's the thought. These Pharisees were doing their absolute best to find fault with God. They were doing their absolute utmost to find occasion to pick at, to harass, to bother, to find fault with Jesus and, of course, by extension, with his disciples. Because if, if they could dime out problems with Jesus' followers, then they could find fault with Jesus. Can I tell you, God can do what he wants, where he wants, whenever he wants. Now, here's the point with this. I am a firm believer in Scripture, of the authority of Scripture. I am a firm believer that what the Bible says goes. But where the Bible is quiet, I endeavor to be quiet. I can't explain to you why it was okay for David to eat what the bread that he ate. I, honestly, I don't know that I can completely wrap my mind around why, because he was in a strait, because he had a need, why he was able to go past some of the laws of the land, of the culture, of the religion, why he was able to do that, and for Jesus to say, hey, this is what David did, it must be okay, right? Now, David, Jesus isn't making an excuse for David, he's explaining something, but at the same time, Jesus, by extension God, can do what he wants, where he wants whenever he wants, and we would be wise to not find occasion to pick at and find fault with God. But could we take it a step further and talk for just a few bare moments about Christian liberty, about grace? You and I need to learn to give grace to our fellow man. Now, I am not excusing doctrinal error. I'm not excusing that which goes directly counter to the Bible. I am not telling you to bring the world's culture and the world's music and the world's Bibles, so-called, with a little b, the word of the Lord of this world. I'm not telling you to do, bring all those things into God's house and to excuse them. That is not my intention. Please don't misunderstand me. But I will say that what works for your local church may not work for my local church. And what works for my local church in the inverse may not work for your local church. I'm a big believer in the authority of Scripture, but I also believe a grand scriptural principle is the autonomy of the local church and the priesthood of the believer. That means I will stand before God for what I do, and you will stand before God for what you do. And your pastor and my pastor will stand before God for how they lead their local, local, local assembly. I'll be honest with you, I don't need more problems. So that means I don't need to try to pastor your pastor's people. That was a little tongue twister, wasn't it? I don't need more problems, so I don't need to step in. I'm a local church evangelist. You know what that means? I get to come into different churches across America and the world, and I get to try to hold up the hands, try to be a help, try to bolster what the local church pastor is doing. It's not my job to come in and try to quote-unquote correct everything that your pastor is doing. Absolutely not. When we find fault with each other, Oftentimes what we're doing is we're finding fault with what God is doing in a different place. Now, I am not taking one phrase and two words, judge not, out of context, out of scripture. 
No, friend, that's absolutely not true. We are absolutely commanded to be very wary, to be wise as serpents, to be harmless as doves. I encourage you to be very careful of stepping into the way the Pharisees were living their lives and the way they used their tongues. God can do what he wants, where he wants, wherever he wants. There are some things that are very clearly laid out in Scripture as wrong. There are things that are very clearly laid out in Scripture as right. But where the Bible is quiet, we would be wise to think before we speak. Why did these disciples eat corn here? I don't know. They were hungry. And Jesus allowed them to. Would I have liked it when I saw it? Probably not. But who am I to argue with the God of all eternity? Let me encourage you, friend. Let's be kind to one another. Let's stop finding fault with God and God's people. My prayer is that you have a great day for His glory. Join me tomorrow as we continue in the book of Mark. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.